that somebody's, I think it's Spock is like, no, never. Not in no, any like, recorded <laughs> history. <laughs> he's, he's gaslighting Chekhov. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Abby. And I'm Chelsea. And welcome to Three to Be Up. Today we're going to be talking Season 3, Episode 9, The Tholian Web. So guys, imagine imagine if this ship had a, a competent and and rational um, doctor who wasn't racist or driven by emotion. Okay, that we're done cool. with this conversation. <laughs> that would be First great. of all, second of all, he was affected by the radiation, and that's why he was acting like that the whole time. I it have is doubts. Not sold that way. It is. Not. It is. It is definitely by the end where he. Um, uh, by the end is when he's apologizing. Yeah. Right. Well, it's because he also realizes the only reason, the only reason he stops being a dick to Spock is after they watch Kirk's video and Kirk and Kirk is like, "Hey, hey, Bones, Spock's gonna be dealing with a lot of stuff. If you could not be an asshole, that would be cool." Yeah, but he's been affected by radiation the whole time, or whatever the 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 distortion of space. I do not think that is true. I, I totally think, do, and we're just going to have to agree no. to disagree on this. <laughs> well, if it is that, then they have done a bad job of painting that throughout. Because oh, other people, they do that. Other people, like, this happens, right? Like, they start being affected, and then they're just like... And then they snap. The, the camera changes, right? They never mm-hmm. show McCoy with the camera change. Every other person who's affected, they show with a camera change. Um, and McCoy never gets a camera change. Well, not everyone. Chekhov doesn't get the camera change. Yeah, Chekhov gets a camera change. That he is? gets it in on mm-hmm. the ship. He's the first one that gets it. Yeah. Um, you see the view of talking. Spock with like the fish islands. I don't think both the uh, red shirts. It's even before it. that. Um, the one in Kirk's funeral gets it, I believe, too. No, no, he doesn't. Uh, he, he, that's a surprise one because Spock's just like he died, and then uh, then it's a scream. But by then you get it. Yeah, that's true. By then you do. Like, I think get they only the... do it the first couple times. I, you're right. It Chekhov does have it. But in any case, this is not a great McCoy episode. It is um, not. I wish they had written. He is awful. I, I'm not sure why they wrote McCoy. To be horrible. Oh, man. If yeah. you guys don't like him here, you are not going to like the Galileo 7, which I hope we pick next, by the way. I like Galileo 7 better because I think Galileo 7 does a better job at selling, like, the stress and the actual choices. Like, in this one. He's just mad at Spock for reasons. Like No, like, he's not mad at Spock at all. He's he's upset that Jim died and he's displacing that anger like a Well, like but before a, a they even know man. Jim has died, like he's the one who's like, Hey, uh Jim's dead, right? Let's get out of here. And yeah, he is. Um, Spock is like, uh he might still be alive in an hour and a half, and he's like, you don't know that. Like, let's leave. Yeah, like, that's exactly one, the type of, he's of choice really a bad. doctor would make. That's exactly saying, the type of choice. Let's leave. Uh, let's leave a man behind. Is if his concern is that they're going to lose the rest of the crew. Yeah, that is, that but is exactly that point, the type the of Tholians choice have that a said, like, doctor would make. But the Tholians have said, yeah, you got an hour and a half or whatever. What an hour fifty three? Like they're not at risk at that point, um, at all. 
I don't remember when exactly the full incident, but um, it, and, it's it's a weird episode. <laughs> this is a weird. At episode. the risk of making Chelsea grumpy, I'd say let's leave this topic. <laughs> yeah, that's, we're gonna that's have funny. to come back to it though later. Uh, let's come <laughs> back little, later after Chelsea said back. a lot let's, of other things. Let's talk about these spacesuits that don't protect them. From uh, space. No, let's talk about the very <laughs> opening because you guys, oh. is this the only episode that starts with a close up of Chekhov? Oh, I have hmm. no idea. I don't it does either. start with the suspense music. I was I was like suspense music right away. I know. I, I love episodes that start the way. There's only um, like five or six I think that we've had. Um, but it starts with a close up of Chekhov, and then there's no dialogue for like a whole minute, and it goes face to face to face, and I yeah, love it. There's a lot of there's like the, one other episode that does that. Too. I forget what episode it is, but it's beautiful. Um, the landing party also is bizarre. Well, it usually is. Let's yeah, they always are. But this one is exceptional. Why is Chekhov there? It's because they needed a fourth person, I guess. Oh, no, I think they needed him to, like, have the horrified face on the ship. Yeah. Okay, yep. okay never mind. I answered my own question. Okay, <laughs> now we can talk about the spacesuit. <laughs> Not yeah, he's the one who, I guess, contracts this... Uh, I mean, to go back to McCoy, he says it's a, yeah, some communicable disease is what he calls it right away, but then but they were in spacesuits, so, like, well... Presumably, yeah. No, but then later sense. he's like, it's, it's space it's or space. something. It's, space. It's, it's where they are in space. It's yeah. just space. And space. he says at one point, I should have pulled. Up, I should have looked at the transcript. But he he does say something like it's destroying brain neuronal tissue or something like that. Yeah, that's um, what he says. But then, yeah, it's one of the, again they they write these parts about the brain so oddly it's like well if it's destroying brain tissue the solution is not to drink <laughs> to jump to the end right if, if the solution the idea is always was to drink like, for bones true and i love that scene but <laughs> that confirms that he said... always has alcohol in his glass by the way <laughs> always yes. if they've said if they had said like this is something that's just causing um, a lot of neuronal activity or like it's causing you to be stressed, right? It's causing your, um, right? It's, it's causing like cortisol to be produced or something or like, or even adrenaline. Um, there's a lot of ways you could do that to say your brain is being impacted, but not destroyed because it's another one of these where like Chekhov has been suffering apparent, you know, For brain hours. damage continually for hours. hours and then the solution is like drink this orange juice and he's like oh cool my brain is fine now um, here's here's a screwdriver this will set you right up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so presumably so, it, it just it, it has to be like a hormone or something right and that that's kind of what it seems is happening right well, I mean, that would make a lot more sense. It's definitely not what they say in the episode. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think we can ignore that. Cause, <laughs> if we were rewriting. They're, like, yeah, they're like, they constantly say things that are like bizarre, I think, just so like yeah, general again, audiences especially, especially about can the understand. Just... Yeah, and, and their understanding is definitely sketchy. But those space suits with the blue, red, and purple lines, um, they're like made of tin foil. The helmets are just like an upside down trash bin, <laughs> spray painted. They are. They look very uncomfortable. I'm real mad that they are only seen one other time. <laughs> because I think about that a lot. Like <laughs> these props are I, golden. 
They're insane. Question. Like, especially the nameplates, like, under on the <laughs> That was my question. So the question is, does every single person yes. on board have a spacesuit yes, with their do. name on it? Or are <laughs> those nameplates name that they take and then they just stick them on their suit when they wear one so that you could tell who's wearing it? I want it to be that everyone, everyone has, has it. And there's just a, a room. suit with a label. <laughs> And they're constantly like, man, we've had to like triple up people in quarters. Like, like, you know, like, like we have no room for any. Shuttle like, Bay food. one is nothing but space. Yeah. And, but, I, oh, we can't get rid of these like thousand spaces. <laughs> no, that's what I want to happen. I think it would make more sense if you just put your name on the whatever one you're wearing. But wait, like, is that why Chekhov yeah, yeah. gets, uh, is in this landing party? What's the other episode where they get the spacesuits? Is Chekhov in that landing party? Uh, it, it, they are in Whom Gods Destroy. Who's in that landing party with the suits? Don't remember. That was only like two weeks ago, right? It was not far I, off. Yeah, I'm literally looking at the board. Remember. I don't remember. Oh, oh wait, no, um, no, it I'm was not. when they they use it when they they go out into the because um, that's the one with the um, the prison slash um, asylum, and they go out into the the outside the dome or whatever, wearing them. Right. I'm seeing it. It's Kirk and Spock. Okay, so Chekhov isn't part of it. Okay, well, what, at least they could reuse them for Kirk and Spock. Whatever. Uh, it, I did see on Memory Alpha that the helmet was from the, the environmental suit was used in an episode of Mork and Mindy. <laughs> so that's fun. Oh, fun. Also, the uh, the way they constructed the environmental suits with the silver lame, like, to make it have no lines, to make it look really futury and spacey, like, to basically to... For, to have anyone be able to like go to the bathroom, they had to completely take off the whole thing. It's like wearing a romper. <laughs> like there's Did they no need help way. to get it off too? I don't think they needed help to get it off, but it was just because of the way it was constructed. Like there weren't zippers. There so weren't, was it like, like spandexy? No, LeMay is an interesting fabric that is uh, constructed. Like it's a little bit stretchy sometimes. It's just, uh, it's a yeah it's a it's a fabric it was specifically constructed to not really have seams so it would look spacey and futury which i appreciate don't get me wrong yeah the look is great honestly it's a great look <laughs> like, yes correct correct but i i could imagine being an actor in that and being like why why would you do this why to would me? You, yeah why kind of like the the pants that poor um, poor Olivia Newton-John has to wear at the end of Greece. Like, they had to sew her into those. Like, I always feel bad about that because it's just mean. <laughs> but anyway, that's what it reminded me of. Those so they find the... They find the, uh, a defiant that isn't the defiant. Um, yeah. I have... Not the right defiant. <laughs> I have a and... note about... Oh, the defiant has disappeared. Someone find Cisco. <laughs> oh, man. Because that's probably, all I can yeah. think of. That's all yep. I could think of. <laughs> so, but when they beam over, they see all these people locked in combat or whatever. And I think it's Chekhov that asks, like, has there ever been a mutiny on a Federation ship? And there's like, never. <laughs> looking through my notes, like, uh, yeah, uh, actually, like, several. Four or five weeks several. Ago, like, several several in just in this uh, series. <laughs> yeah, there and, been uh, and, and somebody's, I think it's Spock. It's like, no, never. Not in Not any once. recorded history. <laughs> he's, he's gaslighting Chekhov. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it, may, it would be great if it was a joke because he knows that, like, Chekhov was present for the last mutiny. <laughs> like, let's go with that. Let's not, go with yeah. let's go with That's Spock's Spock dry, dry humor. <laughs> That's Spock's dry humor. <laughs> well, speaking I of some of those bodies, they did not look to be positioned comfortably. Ooh. No, there were quick shots, though. Hopefully, hopefully, I, I there were at least quick, quick footage, but. Uh, so they find all the dead bodies and Bones starts going ghosting things and Chekhov start, we start seeing that, oh, Chekhov's totally going to lose it soon because he has that little scene where he's like, and that's fun. Um, and then Kirk sends everybody back to the ship and I had forgotten how this episode went. So for a minute I was like, I can't remember what Kirk does this episode. Would it have been better for Spock to stay with him? And then the episode happened. I was like, no, it's definitely better that Spock is on the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a Spock Bones episode, right? This has got to be one yeah. of the lightest Kirk episodes. Yeah, um, he's like not in I it at all. Yeah, what? I can't think of another episode. Maybe there was what another one I thought of, but it was not even close. Yeah, but that like, being said, well, first of all, those dissolving effects are awesome. But second of all, um, it's like what little he has is some of his best captaining moments. Like I where, love it when he, when he's where just he like, doesn't no. get where he doesn't get in Spock's way, and Spock is able to do what he needs to, and uh, <laughs> Spock rows no, the ship, and everything goes right. <laughs> tells Spock no. Spock has to stay, and he's just like, absolutely not. Like get the hell out of here. Like like you'll do what you're ordered because like that's what's integral to this mission. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep the rest of my crew safe, even at my own risk. That's the best. And, and like not a second of hesitation, not a second of anything. Right. It's just like the best Kirk you can ever get. And I love the shots of him all alone on the bridge and the music cuts out. So you can hear the, yeah, the some, diegetic bridge noise. And it's so scary just seeing him alone like that. Yeah, this is a good, um, they do well with this, especially some of that cinematography on Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, like, kind of horror, almost, where, like, he's not getting back. I mean, if you've seen it before, you know, but, and also it's the show, but still. Also, how far down the chain of command can they go? Because it gets all the way down to Sulu. Yeah, it's one of those where, like, they they leave and they leave Scotty in charge. It's like... You know, they're in a place where Scotty's already said, like, the engines are being drained or something, or I forget what the... Something it's dra- it's draining. But, like, there is a problem in engineering that, like, is a huge risk to the, the ship. And then Scotty is, like... It's, like, Scotty could be dealing with that, but now he has to run the ship. And then... So he has to put Sulu in charge. Like, yeah, there's no other choice. Yeah. But it's, like... Uh, I wish they had left, you know, one or two people above Scotty to uh, stay in command. But anyway, it's a weird chain of command episode. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like after Spock, it doesn't really seem like there is much of one. (laughs) It goes to Scotty, clearly. But then we rarely get down to Sulu. And then after Sulu, there tend to be all these randos in charge instead of Uhura. Well, yeah, like, it's kind of whoever's on the bridge. Yeah, it really know. is. Like, and, and Sulu really—it's not like there's a lot of command decisions to be made when they're just kind of hanging out in space in one's position. Right. So, like, there yeah, is that. Is, like, yeah, yeah. they're just hanging out. They're, they can't go anywhere, and like, there's nothing to do but wait for Kirk to show up again. So it's kind of like—I yeah. mean, sure, Sulu can handle that. Like, anybody really could. 
So. Well, and this is where the Tholians show up, right? And um, mm. these are some cool aliens. Yeah, those are, these are some... pretty rad aliens. Did the, With some the, pretty cool ships. The Tholians yeah, show yeah. up before Chekhov freaks out, right? Uh, is that right? I don't remember. Maybe no, That's maybe not right. right. No, actually, I think it's before. I think Chekhov freak out, freaks out first, which I love his freak out top notch. Top notch, you guys. Yeah. 15 mm-hmm. out of 10 would recommend. No, they get some good ones. Like, everybody mm-hmm. who does freak out really, like, sells, sells it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scary. Yeah, it's just some good really acting. really goes for it. Um, um, also, so, yeah, because I have my note here. So, like, I have it that everything's happening, right? The captain's missing. The transporter isn't working. The ki- crew have got this deadly, like, kill each other sickness. And now, also, the Tholians are here to, to kill them. And this is why they don't need a B-plot. Well, and I think the Tholians, again, the Tholians at the start aren't really there to kill them. They're just like, hey, uh, this is our space. And Spock's like, mm, Federation says it's Federation space. And they're like, eh, still, could you leave? It's like, well, we're waiting to do a thing. Like, well, okay, we'll give you that amount of time, but we don't like to be deceived. He's like, okay, that I appreciate that uh, forthrightness. <laughs> and then they wait an hour and a half. Um, well, yeah, the Tholians aren't wrong. No, they're not. I mean, well, I mean, I guess I, I haven't seen a map of this sector, right? But um, of, of where their space is and where Federation space is. But um, no, it's a very rational, it's a very like Spock is in command of the Enterprise rational discussion between <laughs> mm-hmm. them um and i wish they showed more of the tholians because they just shown that that one time and then yeah you see them in enterprise they, they never take the hail again right they never mm-hmm. um respond to comms again so yeah. the tholians are cool in enterprise they torture the tholians by making the Weird. temperature cool the tholians live at like 400 and like 60 degrees or yeah, something look like the bridge was on fire yeah <laughs> which also looked kind of cool yeah 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 um, that's the idea they are like they're, they're like a hot species um a, a hot temperature species huh well so their ships don't take much to um to knock out or disable or whatever but then does it get um, this does it come back or is did just two new ships come I want to say... I think one new ship shows up. One new ship, yeah. So the other it's, one's fixed um, quickly. Yeah. Well, they don't really damage it. They just no, kind of push it yeah. away. They don't really do yeah. anything to it. They might, like, knock out it. Well, they knock out shields for a minute, and, you know, it could be one of these where, like, the engine's out, but Scotty's fixing it, and it's going to take five minutes. You know, that, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, But, yeah, that second one shows up, and then it's like they're, <laughs> they're powering up. Right? They, they do a fusion and they touch touch hands and become one ship and then they get these cool threads. The um, renowned Tholian punctuality. <laughs> <laughs> I just really liked that line a lot because it was so out of, like, like, we don't know. The audience has no idea who the Tholian is, but, yeah. but apparently the Federation oh, does. <laughs> And they are very on time. And they are that's very like, punctual. That's like the one thing they have going for them is that they're punctual. This is this is one of these two where speaking of time, um, they start to build this web, right? This Tholian web. And um and they're like, oh no, if they complete it, we'll be trapped or whatever forever. Um and they start making it. It's like, man, they're making it pretty quick. Yeah. It's like that structure looks pretty complete, pretty mm-hmm. quick. Um even though they're drawing it, you know, in a 
a sphere, a radius around this ship that is, you know, dead in space, but it looks like they're trapped pretty quick. It's another one of these, like, in in 12 hours, we'll be trapped forever, but if we... If we, if we get it at 1159, 11 we're good. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so they are, the Tholians are making their web, and meanwhile, things are still going very wrong on the Enterprise. Uh, Bones gets into a fight, which is rare, uh, and that's fun. Luckily, and, Chapel saves him, though. Well, but yeah. Chapel takes a while to save. Chapel for a while just kind of watches, and I'm like, get a sedative and or call security, Chapel. What are you doing? Why are you standing there? But eventually she gets it. It's fine. And everything's okay. And they keep getting more and more people. Um, and Bones continues to be a dick to Spock for no reason. <laughs> and... This is also where I think it's weird when McCoy does come up with this, like whatever his his last idea of what this is, because he's been saying like it's a communicable disease and he's like looking at things. Also, a great lab procedure to be um, in open air with an open air sample working over it without any sort of master protection. Not only for their safety, but for the safety of the sample. That's what we do um, in my lab class, too. And we actually talked uh, about how it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, if you're, you're doing like a bio 101, like, that's fine. Yeah, we do like not... petri dishes of <laughs> gelatin, so it's yeah. fine. But yeah. Um, totally fine. Yeah, but if you, like, breathe on them too much, you're going to... Yeah, you know, they're going to get the, like, bacteria. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct. Um, but, yeah, so if he's trying to, like, isolate a disease or in stop a disease beakers, that's in here from, open like... Yeah, of Kool-Aid. That he's, like, dripping into a... And, <laughs> and then he hands, like, a chapel, like, a hairspray bottle of, like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, test... Run this sample. Test this one. She's like, yes, but doctor. He, <laughs> everything up to that point is like, hey, it's this thing, it's this thing. And then there's long periods where he hasn't said anything. And then... Like, when he talks to Spock again, he's like, no, it's this totally other thing. It's like, that came out of nowhere. You've not done any testing of people's brains or anything. And it's just way out of left field, like, 90-degree turn. I think he's saying turn. that that's the, the, like, the effect of it. It's still this communicable disease. And, and the thing, yeah, but, the derivative is the thing he said has been the cure the whole time. Yeah, but he's not been studying that, right? And there's no reason. He's been studying this virus or whatever it is, right? He's been studying something in a jar, and now he says, like, it impacts your brains or something. Not the thing that's being questioned, which is, what is this disease? Or what is this this idea? It, it's a very hard right turn on, like, the um, the virology or non-virology of what they're looking at um, and the impacts, right? It, it's a very weird turn in this episode. I don't know. I didn't think so. He was always saying it was the, the cure is that derivative so he's operating like it's a communicable disease the whole time, and everything else I felt like was just like mumbo jumbo to kind of fill that in. I mean, and I all think that's of the trick. <laughs> the mumbo jumbo. There's one that one block of mumbo jumbo that's just like a ninety degree turn from the rest of the mumbo jumbo. Um, I think they're. I, I think they just weren't explaining the effects well. I think they're just they just don't understand how to explain it in terms of a way that makes like medical sense. Um, because the rest of it, so the rest of it, I mean, it does kind of, so like they're in an area of space where there's this some sort of communicable disease that can be cured with this derivative. Okay, like that all checks, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, it can be, it's cured with a, it, what sounds like a, a sedative, essentially. Some um, sort of nerve gas? Because they're gas? using like a yeah. nerve gas mixed with alcohol. Um. <laughs> <laughs> can we just say, oh my god. 
I, and that beaker yeah, like, of the bright orange juice, you guys. Yeah, Scotty's, Scotty's question of like, okay, we're not there yet. We're not there. We're yet. not there All yet. Right. A lot of stuff happened. First, we have to do see Ohura's awesome swishy dress. And yeah, that's true. Uh, Wait, Uhura is that? Sees... No, no, no. Before that, we have the funeral. Yeah, we have the memorial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I yeah. think is the most beautiful scene. I love that. I love Spock's well, understated grief. I think it's beautiful the front acting. Half. The back half again is like really bad McCoy though. Um, he's mean. He's mean in this episode. Oh uh, well, Spock. yeah, but Spock is kind of being a tool. Spock's like, um, no, you can't go to the funeral service of your friend. No, but then he says he lets him. It's it's later after the service where he, Spock's like, okay, we need yeah, to solve this the thing. Service. Like you we need have to, stuff to do. find a cure. And McCoy's like, we need to go and watch Jim's tape. And Spock's and like, Spock's like uh, the ship is about to be destroyed. Like, we have things to we're do. Not <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this and he's is like, where no, we have to go do this all, thing. This is where I would argue Bones is clearly being affected by the, the thing. And, like, collapses from it just a few hours later. But, second of all, he's not wrong. He's mad at Spock because Spock tried to get him to not stay for the funeral. He's, like, grieving for his friend. He's taking, like, his displaced grief and anger. And he's taking it out on the person that's closest for him. That doesn't make it right. (laughs) The problem is, if, if this was Sulu, you could say, okay, he's acting strange. The problem putting it on McCoy is that this is standard, like... Yeah, this McCoy is standard. Is kind of a mean person to Spock. This is not the only oh, episode. Yeah. And so it's really problematic to have something and say, well, he's being affected and he's now, like, I think it's 20% heightened. meaner or something. I do think it's um, heightened. Yeah, but th- that's dangerous to do with a character because then it's like, well, it's just more of the same. It- it's a It's a rough character choice. Um, because then he does, he just really seems like a really hateful person in this Yeah, episode. he's really, he doesn't um, take a Spock's feelings into account at all, where Spock yeah, is trying, he's and, dealing with the death of his best friend, he's trying to run the ship and save lives, he's trying to also save the life of this captain, which he's pretty sure isn't dead yet, he's trying to just do his job, and meanwhile he has McCoy going, the whole time, like. And again, if he's being affected, that that's one thing, and I could see that. But it's a it's a bad writing choice to do that when they've already. I mean, that's the that plot. They need like they need something to kind of take up the time, or yeah. else yeah. they need I wish, another I wish it had been Scotty, another right? B plot or something. Yeah, if it had been Scotty, even no, Scotty I, I like, think that was the right choice because when Bones and Scotty team up against Spock, that's very uncomfortable. Um, I think it's better to have it just be Bones because it really emphasizes he the depths of their still friendship. Well, meaner than he needed to be. <laughs> No, and not he's disagreeing he was like, with you, Abby. He's actively <laughs> acting against... Well, my thing is just, like, he's actively acting against Spock and making it harder for Spock to do his job. Like, that's just unacceptable. Like, I don't care what your personal feelings are right now. We're all not in a good place, but we have to get the job done, and yeah, you are you making are it impossible. Yeah, but you are not thinking from his perspective as being in charge of the safety of the crew. Again, he does but not so think... But yes, and and that's the where exactly where the conflict comes in because McCoy is seeing this as as Spock just killed four hundred and fifty people for a cause that had never had any hope to begin with. Well, but the trick is right. The trick Whereas is. Whereas McCoy set, told him to get away from the area of space that was hurting them, maybe figure something out or something, and then come back. He just was like, get away from this area, and like that's his job. You guys, but the trick so... is like ho- holding on to these 
I, I think that's one of the, the problems here is like holding on to these grudges is not a good look for a Starfleet officer too. of him saying like, hey, Spock, I, I think that was the wrong decision. Spock would say, maybe it was. Um, and then if they moved on and said, okay, now let's fix it. Instead of just like standing there saying, hey, you made the wrong decision. Hey, you made the wrong decision. Yeah. Hey, you made the wrong yeah. decision. That's, that's kind of um, where I come in. Yeah. I mean, I really think it's really similar to Galileo 7. I really do. Yeah, I... I, I it's very... I'm looking it's forward a to getting Galileo 7 again. Because I haven't watched Galileo 7 in a while. of McCoy in a lot of episodes. And it's actually... They have a lot of moments like this in um, <laughs> uh, Roman Slavery Planet. Bread and Circuses. Oh, Bread and Circuses. Which you also I, haven't got. I remember that one last, so, man, we might get one of those next, but... <laughs> I think, well, we're definitely going to have them in no. short succession over the next two months. Yep. So, I think we're going to come back to this, this, like, very much, like, they're posed, they're poised as antagonists, and Spock can't be the antagonist, which means Bones has to be, like, an over-the-top antagonist, because Spock's just going to, like, be an antagonist back with basically one-liners, like little <laughs> like do your job so anyway we're never gonna agree but bones is a dick anyways O'Hara's uh, in her is the quarters <laughs> O'Hara's in her quarters and she puts on a very comfy looking flowy gown that i really like uh and then a yeah. necklace for reasons i don't quite understand like she's hanging out in her quarters and she's like necklace but okay uh we all make choices and then she sees Ghost Kirk in the mirror, and it mm-hmm. freaks her out. And then she thinks she's going crazy, and she runs out into the hallway looking for Spock. And then McCoy's like, you're insane. And she's like, yeah, but I saw Kirk. Weird... Let me talk to Spock. And he's like, no, because you are insane. But she <laughs> does her yeah. to Spock, and Spock doesn't believe her either. Well, but... but what did, but here's the thing. Uhura doesn't talk to Spock. Bones does. And what yeah, does Bones yeah. tell Spock? No, that's not that true. That is my question. Yes, it is. It, no, he goes to her and he said, oh, Spock didn't believe you either. And she was like, no. No, no, that's not true. He, she, Uhura says he didn't believe me, did he? And that's what, so Bones Hold is on, the one I'm who conveyed the, the message. <laughs> I think Gabby's right. I don't think you're right. I am right. You're not. I am right. Okay, fine. I am right, exactly. So what are, we don't what is know. The line? <laughs> I don't remember what the exact line is, but basically, McCoy's the one who goes to tell Spock that Uhura has kind of lost it, and when he comes back to talk to Uhura while she's in sick bay, she's like, "He didn't believe me, did did he?" And and McCoy's like, "You're just crazy," and she's like, "It fe- still seems so real. Am I really gonna go as nutty as?" Uh, Chekhov, who is over screaming in a bed, and I don't understand why he's not sedated. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He looks yeah. like he's gonna hurt himself, and he's like but, attached to the bed. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, she's presented as crazy because before well, she sees him in the mirror, not to us. She, yes, no. she is. Before she puts him in the mirror, she puts on the necklace, and then she collapses. Yeah, so it she seems has, like, like she's getting the disease, and then she sees him in the mirror, and you're like. Is, are we seeing from her perspective, or is that real? And it's not until he appears the second time that it's clear it's real. Yeah. it would. I mean, it would make sense that McCoy would test her when she got to sickbay and find whatever he had found in Chekhov and these others. The right? problem is after that, she acts very, very sane. And yeah, she doesn't. Time, I mean, th- yeah, she acts very sane. It's not like everybody else who's kind of thrashing and like 
Luke kind of lost it. She's very I mean, calm and just worried that she's losing her mind. I mean, not in like, the very first. In scene. the hallway, I would argue she's acting. Yeah, in the very hallway. Well, but oh, I don't think so. It, if you saw a ghost, wouldn't you act like that? She's like, hey, I need to find Spock. I just saw Kirk. Like, she's not. She's not acting. She's a little. She has heightened emotion. I mean, the gaslighting of Uhura is very disturbing, and we know why it is. Yeah. It's because she's a woman. Like that's the reason why I would I would agree because that, as soon yeah. as Scotty sees her, they're like, "Oh, the word of a man is worth more." But I mean, also the, it's the second sighting. But well, still, I think that's the reason they don't really believe Scotty either. To be fair, um, it's not until he shows up on the bridge with and he's like, "Oh, I've seen this with my own eyes now." Um, everyone is seeing this. Okay, how does he have enough but, error to live that whole thing? It's one of those, uh, it's another one where it's like, we have like the exact amount of time that the (laughs) suit has. He was going to die if he'd been like, (laughs) yeah, if it was another like two minutes, he would have died. They pick up the dial and it says zero. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he has to be immediately, yeah, injected with oxygen, which is a thing they do a lot in TOS. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. But okay, so they finally, they're like, oh, okay, so Spock's been right the whole time, which is normal. And they're like, okay, we can do this, and we can move the ship, and I'm not really sure how the moving the ship out of the web works, but they do it, and they bring Kirk with They get blasted out of the web, they said. Somehow. Sure. But yeah, I, I don't really understand I, it. I didn't <laughs> try to either. linger on that, because I was just like, Because sure. they're acting like, like the web's a force field. And, like, they had somehow got removed from it. Yeah, they're, like, blasted themselves And I don't understand somehow. that either. But it also seemed like they there. had blasted themselves into this other Universe. pocket dimension That's for a thought. minute. Where the web wasn't. Right. And then came yeah. out of it or something on the other side of it. Which, you know, that would sure. work. Sure, whatever. But they brought Kirk. This, you know, plot. And while they're waiting for Kirk to show up again so that they can beam him onto the ship... Bones has miraculously found that if you mix things with alcohol, they cure you. <laughs> so I, yeah, it's this the scene. Fact, so I want to set this glass derivative. With... I want to I want to set this scene though, right? That like Spock and Scotty are in quarters, <clears throat> and Scott Scotty's like, "How long do I have to fix this?" And Spock's like, "What twenty minutes or something?" Twenty minutes. And yeah. Scotty's like, "Things are like eighty percent. Like every second counts here." <laughs> every second. And then. <laughs> Mordecai comes in with a tray of liquor and is like, hold on, everyone. <laughs> um, I could give this to you intravenously, but let's have a quick drink Cocktail. and chat for, a chat for a few minutes. So we have to Time believe that no it doesn't have to be uh, like mixed with alcohol, right? Yeah, no, he just he says, says, he says it just I, makes it more efficacious. I, that's he, what I, like, I, it makes I, it faster. <laughs> yeah, so... How do you figure Scotty, that out? Also, okay, okay. Also, we have to presume he does that dosing? to all his drugs, Abby. <laughs> also, dosing does. though. Yeah, dosing. Yeah. No, there is no dosing. <laughs> because not only do, like he's dosing it in the glasses, and it's like okay, fine, whatever. If he's diluted it in something else, like whatever. But then Scotty takes like the takes rest the whole of bottle. it. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna see how well and this it, goes with whiskey. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna go back to my quarters. I'm supposed to be going down to engineering to fix the teleporter, which but he does, I'm right? Eventually, presumably go to my quarters and mix this with scotch. Like uh, time is of the, the essence. The job, by the way, they're all in uniform. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, the fact that McCoy lets Scotty take that jug 
and just wander off is like so both. <laughs> what so like whatever we have to presume that dosing doesn't matter he can drink like three of those jugs and it's just gonna be or fine. that he's or that he's like yeah first one's free come back to med bay for uh for some more so. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know. They talk about how toxic it is except in the dosage yeah, that pumps <laughs> No, 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 they they like altered the substance somehow. Whatever. Well, that no, no, whatever. I thought, that checks. I thought he said like, Scotty says like it's it's the most poisonous thing in the universe, and, and McCoy says not if you dilute it just a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. No, no, um, I mean this this it, makes it, sense. Like, like I, I I was thinking that they like changed the the molecules. So in my mind, I was imagining it was like an endantomer. Is that what they're called? They. Oh, I I mean I still have the transcript open. Um, yeah, it's just diluted, right? Um, Why not? Diluted theric derivative. Mixed with alcohol. It, it when all, no, this is the point. He says only when used in the pure form, and in this derivative, mixed with alcohol, it merely deadens a certain influence of the brain. Yeah, so maybe they're using. So I don't know. Maybe this is a place where they're he's using like pure form the wrong way. Um, I imagine it, it was like an endantomer like, or something. Like they they've like changed the molecular structure, and now it works for um, as a medicine. And whereas in its other form, like like uh, uh, ibuprofen is like that. Like the one form of the molecule ibuprofen is effective, but the other form will like kill you. So there is a line in here as I'm looking at the transcript. That's right. He says uh, McCoy says good, one good slug of this, and you could hit a man with a phaser stun, and he'd never feel it or even know it. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I forgot like, that why line. Don't, <laughs> why don't so they have, so it's why don't they keep this on hand uh, for the future? Um, like, As like uh, instead of anesthesia? No, no. Like if you were going into a hostile situation and you just said drink this quick, and then the other side tries to hit you with a phaser stun, and you just run right through it and tackle them, you know? Yeah, but you'd still yeah. get hurt, right? I mean, he's implying no. Oh, I thought he was implying you wouldn't feel it, but you would still get hurt. I mean, a phaser stun, right? Like, isn't hurting you in a sense. It's stunning. Well, we don't know what a phaser stun does. Sure. But the implication is that a phaser stun is not hurting you um, or damaging Long you term, in any way. Long term, yeah. And, you know, yeah, so this is, this is basically like, yeah, he's crafted some sort of drug cocktail in this thing. Well, I loved it. Anyway. I love the orange baker. I love everything about it. Um, anyway. I think we're at the end. Why did they lie yep, to Kirk they about back. not uh, hearing his orders? I, so this felt like more gaslighting to me in a sense. like Because Kirk says, you know, how did how did things go? And McCoy like immediately interjects like everything was fine. Right, Spock? And it's... Oh, I didn't read it It's that a bad way. cap. It's, it's a very bad cap for this relationship between them in the episode um because it is that like he, he he could have been like you know we had some issues but we got through them right that's the like better sell of this no, instead no, of just I mean, being like not what, nothing's wrong no that's not what he says he says oh we managed mr spock gave the orders and i found the answers and then kirk said no problems between you and spock says <laughs> by himself none worth reporting captain yeah because to spock there are no issues worth reporting. Yeah. But McCoy is like, he gave the orders and I found the answers is like a small semblance of the truth at best. <laughs> and you can tell he's like, really, like McCoy's face throughout is like, 
I'm trying to get away with yeah, something. Don't tell him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought that that was supposed to be that Spock and Bones had made up. They're good friends again. And they'd agreed on that. And that's how that was being presented as a united kind of friendship team. Well, I, think I mean, Spock's not one. Spock's not one to throw somebody under the bus and be like, no. he was mean to me. He's like, whatever. Yeah. He's you know. not going to tell anybody. Um, like, Spock's not going to bring that up ever. Like, that's not a thing that's going to happen. But, and like, I, like, honestly, I think any time that anybody can have some fun at Kirk's expense is a thing they will do. <laughs> it is weird that he was like, did you watch my tape? Like, it was almost like he made him a mixtape or something. He's I know. Like, Here, right? take this mixtape. And then he, the next time he saw him, he's like, did you listen to my mixtape? I was like, no, we definitely didn't. We didn't have time. We didn't we totally have time. Didn't well, that's, it, so that's what I'm asking. That's what I didn't understand. Were they, if they're just making fun of Kirk, I think that's fine. And that's a lovely ending. It. Yeah, I don't get it. But I don't get the joke either. Like, are they trying to make, like, like Kirk think they never gave up on him? No, I don't like, think there's a I funeral honestly... in the logs. I honestly <laughs> yeah, believe. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I honestly believe they were just messing with him. I really do. Okay. I All really right. I'm, I'm fine with that. that. And that's the joke. Okay. Okay. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I don't I, get it. I, that's but... what I... <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's I'm what I No, I don't think it's a good joke. I just think... Okay. I really do believe that is what was the intention, was they were just messing yeah, with Kirk. Okay. Cool. All right. I'm fine with that. We could use more messing with Kirk. Frankly. Oh, yeah. Always. I would mess with him forever. Ever. Yeah. So that's fine. That's 100% fine, I think. I, I think that's... I don't, I don't think I have Yeah, that's the episode. I mean... This is the only episode that Spock calls McCoy Bones. I know. I, I've really? noticed that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And it's only in quotation though, huh. Kirk. Yeah, and it's only quoting Kirk, so that's kind of fun. This also was nominated for an Emmy for special effects. Did it, hmm. oh, did it get it? No, but it was nominated. <laughs> I mean, no, the special sense. effects I mean, are cool. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're good. It, it, even the floating Kirk, right? That, yeah. That's no, part it's of the all the Foley and Webb is cool. The, the like, tr- uh, transparentness is cool. It's it's really neat. The, and yeah. they do the transporter. No. Like, they're, mm-hmm. and the transporter's, like, stuck for a long time. That must have cost a lot of money. Yeah, um, it was great. I enjoyed it. Enough to nominate an Emmy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's, and honestly, season, I think it's, too. yeah, honestly, I think it's a good episode in general. I really do. Like, it has issues, but so do a lot of things. But I, oh, I, I think, think it's, it's a good great episode. episode. Yeah, I think as long as you don't dwell on any of the parts of what's happening, it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's captivating. The plot is so, so forward moving. So, and it's yeah, a lot different think, than a lot of other episodes. There's pacing problems, I think, about three quarters in, which, which happens frequently. Um, I think it's maybe around the time they go to watch the Kirk tape, it's just like, okay. And Spock's, Spock's comments kind of mirror it that like, I'm just so tired at this point of McCoy, just like harping that at that point in the episode, it was no longer fun to watch. And Spock's response is like, look, do you want to like, do you want to be captain? You could like say, I'm not fit for duty. (laughs) Like you could say, I'm not fit for duty and I will not resist. Like whatever. What do you want to do here? And that, that's very much, that's how it feels as a viewer at that point, I think, of that, like, throwing up your hands and being like, what, what, what is this? So, I think pacing-wise, that's where it kind of falls apart, but, again, it's not a bad episode, so. There's worse. Shall we Definitely. messages? I don't have a lot. They, a straightforward, like, working together, uh, animosity is bad. 
um, uh, sort of uh, uh, episode, I think. Um, so that ends up with wins, winning the day. Um, and then a straightforward, um, like, uh, I, th I think this is what they're going for, as they often do with Spock. Like, Spock's very logical and, and seems cold in a lot of this. But it's it's in the end, like, his intuitions, really, and feelings for Kirk that saved everyone and solved all the problems along with his logic. So I probably could put it in the human feelings, like, win the day genre. That's it. <laughs> I know you don't like that, Abby, but they use Blood. Spock a lot for that. And feelings. I, I, Galileo 7, they actually say it. So I'm kind of hoping. Yeah, that's I can't wait we, for Galileo. I 7, hope that's though. what we draw, I, I, draw next. I think we've set up Galileo seven a lot. We have. Maybe you need uh, to make more faces uh, during our podcasting too. <laughs> They'd wrong. be only for you guys, not for our listeners, but they would be for you. Um, how about antagonists? Are the are the Tholians the antagonists, or is like space the antagonists? So. I think it's just. <laughs> or is it Tholians, both? Right. <laughs> I think it's a I think end. for ease of ease of management we need to I go mean with the, the episode is called the Tholian web. It's true. It is called the, the Tholian Tholians web. Tholians are the ones trapping them. Anytime they need to like reinvest in suspense, they cut to like the web being built. Um, I love the web. I think it's so cool. It is so, pretty snazzy. I think it's the Tholians. Okay. Is that an alien power or is that a regular you know, No, it's like technology. Super well defined, right? And no, I so don't are they think like about that. like a Romulan? I no, would, I mean, yeah. I'd say like a I'd like kind of right above, like kind of right up near or above M five, even in Ultimate Computer, like or Romulan Sarek. Like I'd put them maybe above Romulan Sarek. No, you know what? I like Romulan Sarek too much, so I'd put them below Romulan Sarek. Yeah, I mean, here's the trick. The, yeah, they're like the, a Gorn. The, they're not ever yeah. trying to. The Enterprise is not trying to destroy that Tholian ship. And mm -hmm. it seems to be that if the Tholian ship had gotten there and opened fire in a more hostile way, or with like someone that, who was not Spock on the, the bridge, that they might have just destroyed them instantly and not had a problem doing it. Yeah, yeah. they were trying to trap them, not destroy them. Yeah. That much was and, clear. And yeah. the only reason they're able to like build this web about them is because the engines are offline right yeah. so like, yeah they're drifting you know Correct. what i'd put them i'd put them under Baylock. yeah i think yeah i think corvinite maneuver they'd be yeah i think they're better than or they're not as good as corvinite maneuver i think they're under that uh, yeah i think those that those four groups of aliens romulans gorns Baylock, and mytholians are all very yeah. similar so i'm fine, yeah, I'm, fine I'm fine with anywhere right in there Baylock. Done and done. Bingo time. Time for bingo. Oh, are we guessing? Abby's yeah. making a face, Paul. <laughs> it was making a face. I mean, there's a bridge shake. There's, um, they drink, or McCoy drinks. Um, Nurse Chapel appears. Uh, does Sulu set the course? I think hailing Haley frequencies, frequencies are, are definitely open. Um, uh, I think Sulu does set the course, or is it Chekhov? Someone sets the course. You could maybe make a case that the away team... Well, but they're not trapped on a planet. I don't know if that's how we've... I think it is on a planet. Yeah. Do the communicators not work? Does Kirk even have a... Com oh, he does have a communicator, and it doesn't work while he's trapped. No. Um, but the weapons work. 
I'm sure, well, we don't know, but presumably they work. We don't have, like, transporter malfunction as a square, but we kind of should at this yeah, point. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a ton. Yeah, I'm going to go no. But I do I really mean, like that Bones confirms that everything he drinks has alcohol in it. It's mixed with, yeah. Uh, I'll say yes just to be, you know. Contrary. I have two clarifiers. Sure. Clarifier the first. Away team trapped on planet. Kirk trapped in Ugh. pocket universe. Do we count it? Kirk is trapped for sure. We can all agree and on they that. Are, they are an away team. So like. He is an away eh? team. Is trapped. I am. I am good with either yeah. answer. Really, like. I mean, the 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 thing to pick apart would be planet, but I think it fits. I think it's fine. Okay. The way team team is trapped off ship is maybe what we meant yeah. in the spirit of a the little question. bit more. Uh, yeah. Then my second one is Kirk speech. Is Kirk's last order a Kirk Ooh, speech? A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> the most Kirkiest Kirk speech that has ever Kirked. I wonder if the writer was like, okay, Shatner, you're not going to be in about 90% of this episode. He's like, can I have like a recorded video in the middle? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Sure. We're contractually obligated at some point, so yeah. (laughs) To have him on camera a certain percentage. (laughs) Yeah. So that is is all I had. Um, We were one away, two different ways. Uh, That's bummer. really weird. This must have been a good card I know. for us. What it we was. Need? Uh, we needed either phasers on stun or Uhura oh. singing. That is what we needed. Ah, and there was but a lot like, of Uhura. Kind of close on both. <laughs> yeah. She could have um, But there, she could have. Uh, but yeah, there was a decent amount. Like, there's Captain's Log. Spock says fascinating twice. There's a nerve pinch. There's Nurse yeah, Chapel, Bones pinch. Drinks. The title of the episode is said quite late, <gasps> but it is said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Uh, there's a bridge shake. There's a recurring actor. Fate hailing frequencies. All that jazz. So, like, there, there's quite a bit. Did anyone set um, a course? Or did Sulu set the course? No, the course is never set. Like, sure. it's, that doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't happen. And it wouldn't have helped us. I don't think it's even on the sheet. Um, so it wouldn't have helped us anyway. But, I mean, we were close. We were... It was close. There was... There's quite a bit. So... I like that. Yeah, but... But, yeah. Shall we... Cool. Shall you guys guess what we're doing next? Galileo 7! I mean, with... <laughs> yeah, and I'm sticking with Space Seed until we get Space Galileo seed, so. 7 for the win, you guys. Please, God. Just for once, let it be Galileo 7. I want the prize. No. Neither bread and circuses. Uh, private little war. No. Neither. Okay, hold on. I don't even a know. Time. Uh, a mock time. X. Nope. Uh, this is happening every week and it's giving me joy. Hold on, you guys this is amazing. Guessing. Yeah, there's only like nine I mud. left. Abby, I mud. Is it I mud? What is okay, even left? Uh, the Enterprise incident? Did we already do that one? Okay, um... This is fun for uh, me. <laughs> it what are fun. little girls made of? There we go. Ding, 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 ding. <sighs> is that the last one again? No, I could have said all uh, no. our yesterdays. And Char- yeah, I think Charlie X. Yeah. Oh, no, I said but, Charlie uh, X. Yeah. Kate, oh, did yeah, you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, are, what are little girls made of? Season one, episode seven, Nurse Chapel is reunited with her fiance, but his new obsession leads him to make an android duplicate of Captain Kirk. What? What? I remember parts of this episode. I definitely remember Nurse Chapel and her fiance, but I, I don't do remember not... that at all. Oh, I do. I super do. Um, Holy but yeah, have this I is ever a... seen this episode? This, is a, a oh, this is a chapel. Oh, I think episode. I have. 
Cool. I'm into um, that. But yeah, it'll be it'll be great, friends. Uh, don't forget you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, 3 Beam Up at Beam3. You'll, you can find us. We have faith in you. Uh, info at 3DBeamUp.com to email us if you so choose. Uh, and join us next time for What Are Little Girls Made Of? Keep on checking.